Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Power Life TV broadcast, Pastor Brian. And Pastor Tasha. Here to give you another great broadcast. It is Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, one of Wednesday. Yes. I like it when you say yes. <laughs> one of our favorite days of the week. We are we are in day three of our fast and feeling pretty good today. Yeah, today's better. A little bit better. Today's yeah. better. Yeah, we had a we had a service yesterday. What service? We had Bible college yesterday, and uh, I heard you talking about how you you said <laughs> you were listening. Yeah, I was listening. You said something about how you know I had to make Jesus my dependent. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, because you know you don't realize how much you depend on you know other things to make you happy yeah yeah come on your happiness is wrapped up in your comfort a lot of times uh, you know and i i'm definitely you know all about my creature comforts mm -hmm. uh you know even you know i have my space in the bathroom i have mm -hmm. you know yeah uh, i mean really i i didn't realize how much mm -hmm. you know but um my dependence on you know coffee in the morning mm -hmm. and things like that were, I mean, that's where my happiness was wrapped up. When everything went right, I was happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if anything went wrong, I wasn't so happy. Yeah. So you now, know? so now you're developing a new happiness, a new habit. <sighs> I'm developing new habits. New habits. I'm seeing new things. Yeah. I'm seeing that you know, uh, what I said to my class last night was that Jesus is the coffee that wakes me up in the morning. Yeah. You know, so I can't depend on a cup of coffee for my alertness. I have to depend on Christ. Yeah. And so he's my alertness. Yeah. He's, you know, I can't depend on a cup of coffee to, you know, be sort of an in-between, you know, and midday pick-me-up. Mm -hmm. Jesus is my midday pick-me-up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wakes me up in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, he's my joy. Mm -hmm. You know, because I didn't just drink coffee out of habit. It was joy. Yeah. It was yeah. joy in a it cup. It brought, yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus is my joy. He yeah. is my peace. He yeah. is my my thing I'm dependent on. He's what I'm addicted to. That's good. That's good. He's your habit. He's my habit. Yeah. Jesus good. is my habit. And so, you know, you I realize how much you have to do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. You have to love him on purpose. And you think, oh, I don't have to love Jesus on purpose. He knows I love him. I know I love him. Yeah. That's all that we need. No, 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 no. Wait. How many relationships have you been in yeah. that you didn't have to be in a relationship on purpose? Yeah, come on. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. In marriage, I have to be here on purpose. Mm -hmm. As a mom, I have to be there on purpose. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. I love. I, I, I like that. And then also the, the, the purposeful thing will turn into the needful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, right now, Jesus is not just your habit he's your get-to he's my get-to for sure yeah and uh, he brings joy into your life when uh when you are um you know focusing on him and so with this time of fasting it, it really does help us focus on the goodness of the lord focus on focus on him to get us through the things that we've been going through and yeah, like well. uh one of the things that um we talked about yesterday or day before yesterday is that Fasting helps us get rid of like addictions and habits and certain sinful habits. And, I would have to agree. And um, <laughs> yeah, 
and so I want to kind of just jump right back into it again here. Uh, yesterday, we left off talking about the nine biblical reasons to fast. Mm-hmm. And the first fast we talked about was the uh, believer's fast. Now, remember, these uh, uh, biblical notes or these believer's notes, excuse me, these broadcast notes can be found on our website. You can go to wordpowerchurch.com, click on our uh, resource tab, and then click on Daniel Fast for Direction, and you'll see the different uh, broadcast notes that you can download. So there, we're, today we're in Wednesday. It's, it's October the 6th. So you can download October the 6th and follow along with us. But yesterday uh, we hit on uh, what was called the Ezra fast. We stopped right. at the Ezra fast. Right. We started talking about why do we fast. Yeah. And so we, we, we talked about first freedom from addictions and habitual sins. And now we're talking about the Ezra fast, yeah. which is freedom from great financial problems and freedom in hard times. Yeah. And so many of us right now, COVID yeah. still going strong and yeah. everything, you know, a lot of us feel like we're in a hard time. Mm-hmm. And so when you feel like you're in a hard time, are you feeling? feel like you're having a financial problem, then, you know, what Ezra did is he turned to the Lord yeah, and, that's right. and he proclaimed a fast, mm-hmm. not to get God to move, but so that he could hear the voice of God mm-hmm. and know what to do. And besides, he had put God on the line. You know, he had, he had put his faith on the line because mm-hmm. he said, you know, to the king, he said, listen, I'm not going to inquire of your help because I've already told you that my God has a mighty hand upon me. Right. And so uh, what what this fasting did is this fasting put his attention back on God, put his attention back on hearing the voice of God, like you said. And, and one of the things it says, though, in verse 23, it says, so we fasted and we entreated our God for this, and he answered our prayer. Right. So it, during our time of fasting and entreating God, it's, it's us turning to God and saying, you're our only hope. Right. Our trust right. is in you. Jeremiah says, uh, I believe it's Jeremiah chapter one or chapter. I can't remember exactly where it is, but it says cursed is the man who trusts in man, who puts his trust in man. Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing we see in this whole, you know, uh, passage about Ezra is that some financial issues will not be solved just because you trust in your education. Yeah, that's right. You know, mm-hmm. some people do trust in their education. Mm-hmm. They believe a college education will get them a job. And how many people have been disappointed by their college education? Yeah, come on. It didn't come through the way they thought it should. Mm-hmm. And so then we have uh, some problems that can only be overcome by a revelation. revelation. Yeah. So there's something that has always been there but you could not see mm-hmm. that's right it's been obscured from your view mm-hmm. now, it's been obscured from your uh consciousness yeah now the bible says over in isaiah 48 in verse 17 if you would turn there but it says thus says the lord your redeemer i like that he's your redeemer mm-hmm. you know uh we've been talking about marriage and family you know we we actually major in that uh but it uh, we say in every relationship that should be a redeemer, right? There should be one that redeems. You know, you, I think we take turns redeeming each other. And we do, we do in, in our relationship. But I, but I, you, you know what helps me uh, in this conversation about redeeming is that when you've messed up, the Lord is your redeemer. Yes. When you've 
uh, been far away from God, especially in your finances. The Lord is your redeemer. And uh, when you turn back to him, the Bible says the Holy One of Israel, he says, I am the Lord, your God. Mm. You've tried to do it on your own. You've tried to be your own God. You've tried to figure it out without me. He said, come back to me. Let me redeem you for I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Your God. And you got to think about what does that word Lord mean? Mm -hmm. It means not just master, but owner. Mm -hmm. In other words, you don't even own the body your soul is residing That's in. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> we don't think of it in those terms. We think this is my house. Yeah. This is These are my things. Mm -hmm. This is my car. Mm -hmm. And that selfish, greedy attitude will get you nowhere with God because the Bible says that the earth is, is the, the Lord's. Lord's and, the, and fullness. the fullness thereof. He said there's nothing that you have in this existence that belongs to you. Yeah, come on. Everything here is mine. I am the owner. Yeah. Uh, and I love this. He says, since I am your owner mm -hmm. and I'm the owner of it all, he says, now, let me teach you how to profit. Right. Mm -hmm. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me teach you how this works. He says, who leads you by the way you should go. So God is here to teach you how to profit. God so is here good. to teach you during this time of fasting how or which way you should go. That's why we said this time of fasting should be a time of correction. Oh, absolutely. You know, you if you've been going down the wrong path concerning your finances, it's time to get on the right path. Mm -hmm. There are paths of abundance, the Bible says in the book of Psalms. That's true. So now why do we fast? Number one, to prevent the theft of funds that God has entrusted you with. John 10, 10, the Bible says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I'm come to give you what? Life, life and, and life more abundantly yeah. to the fullest. To the full until it overflows, the Amplified Bible yes. says. Well, let's not forget Malachi 3 and 10. A lot of times people stay away from that scripture because they feel like it was used as a battle axe, mm -hmm. you know, to beat them up about not tithing. But one of the things, one of the promises that comes along with the tithe is that he will rebuke the, the devourer. devourer. That's right. For your sake. So yeah. when the devourer comes to consume everything you work for, and you might mm. not think that there's a devourer, mm -hmm. but when hurricanes come along, when tornadoes come along, when crisis happens in your life and you lose your job, you know, when COVID strikes and somebody mm. dies and they were the breadwinner in the mm -hmm. home, then you know that there's a devourer. Mm -hmm. And and the Lord says that he will rebuke the devourer mm -hmm. for, for his, his name's sake. That's right. Come on. Why? Because his name's sake means because of his reputation. His name is on the line. His name is on the line. Yeah. That's my, right. He, he's saying my character that's good. is on the line when it comes to your life. Yeah. That's why I want you to put your trust and dependency on me. As you trust me, yeah. I become your Lord. Mm -hmm. You don't trust me. I'm not your Lord. That's right. That's right. And, and when we put our trust in say the thief you know we have more faith in the enemy when we uh sow into his kingdom that's right and i know that's like a concept that's so broad mm -hmm. that you can go so many ways with that but when you sow into god's kingdom you are truly a citizen yeah that's right and you and you're and you're saying that i pledge my allegiance yeah to the come king on, say that so 
you can't serve two masters. No. And, and that's, yeah, Luke 16. That's the whole point of Luke 16. Right. He's saying you're either going to serve me or you're going to serve money. Yeah. But you can't serve us both. Can't serve, can't serve two masters. That's right. So the, a fast will help prevent the theft of funds. You know, you won't, you won't give to unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. You know, the enemy is just looking to just take your worship. Uh, number two. A fast will help reassure your complete and total trust in him and his ability. That's what Ezra had to do. Ezra said, let's just proclaim a fast so that I can turn my attention back to uh, God and trust him. Well, he knew that he was embarrassing God. Yeah, come on. You know, God, you know, a lot of people think that. And I mean, the church has earned a bad reputation of begging and a pleading, Mm. wishing and a hope and begging and a pleading, Mm -hmm. you know, as if. God is not a wealthy and prosperous God as if God is not looking for opportunities Mm -hmm. to provide wealth and abundance for his children. Mm -hmm. You know, the cursed were those who disobeyed the law. Mm -hmm. The cursed were those who turned away from God Mm -hmm. and who didn't want to live by God's commandments by his way of live life. Those were the ones who were impoverished. Mm -hmm. If you look in the old Testament, Part the curse was their punishment for not serving God with a whole heart. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. uh, even in the financial arena, mm-hmm. uh, they were commanded to serve God. But one of the promises that went with that command is now, as you serve me and follow my commandments, I'm going to bless you indeed. Yeah, come on. You That's and right. the generations of the upright, y'all will be blessed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so it, he he says that he'll not only give us financial blessings, but he'll give us wisdom. Mm-hmm. He'll give us uh, favor where there is no money. There'll be favor where there is no favor. There'll be money. That's right. You know, God is opening doors that no man can close and closing doors that no man can reopen right. for the upright. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And those that trust in the Lord. So the third thing is, why do we fast? Anytime you're facing a major decision in your life. Now, this is very important. Uh, anytime you're ma- uh, facing a major decision in your life or the life of your church, or let's say like this marriage, you should fast before you get married. Right. You should fast before you take a new job. I- at least say communion. You know, uh, you should fast before you start a new business venture. You should fast uh, if your church is buying new land. <laughs> What's amazing is that this was written mm-hmm. long before we were looking at a land at land in a building. Come on now, yeah. we wrote this. Yeah, uh, uh, long before now, yeah. today and now. And I'm telling you, as we've been fasting, we've gotten some good reports, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And we're believing God for big things. And so I just need you to continue on with us because we are. We're in that transition period of our lives. Uh, and then finally, if you're relocating uh, uh, or you're going through zoning issues, you know, uh, how many times have you gone through like governmental issues when you're trying to build something or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, trying to even build your house? You go through certain uh, governmental issues Well, if you're if you're in the middle of that, take a time to fast. Right. Amen. Yes. Amen. So let's move on to um, today's notes. Nine biblical reasons why you should fast. Number three is called the Samuel's fast. Samuel's fast. Samuel. Now, this is uh, for national, a national glory revival. How many of you know we need a revival, a glory revival in this nation? What's amazing is you wrote this before the nation was under the pressure it's under now. Wow. This was long before, you know, 
uh, the whole Trump and Biden era. Yeah. This was long before any uh, discord between the nations. But one of the reasons you said that we should fast is for national and glory revival. Mm-hmm. So, so 1 Samuel 7, 5 through 7. So what, what I want to do is kind of set up, set a stage here. So now what happened is the Ark of the Covenant had been taken out of uh, the land Israel. of Israel. Uh-huh. And Samuel had come to the uh, come on the scene, and Eli, who was the priest, had become what I call fat and blind. So the spiritual leaders were now fat and blind. Wow! They were incapable of movement. Wow! And they couldn't see anymore. So so they didn't have any revelation, and not and full of flesh. And full of flesh. Now think about that as the, uh, the church today. Mm-hmm. The church is very fleshy and very fluffy. And there's a lot of things added on to God. You yeah, know, if you read the book of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah warns against a church that would get so, so full of itself. Yeah, full of itself and fleshy and and uh, always needing uh, the, the latest gimmick, always needing the latest this and the latest that. No, let's let's build a church that knows their God. Yes. Let's build a church that says that I've been through a few things. I know what my God's going to do. Right. You know, it's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They could say, I know my God because I've been through the fiery furnace. Yes. And many people will say God said this and God said that. Yeah, but Je- in Jeremiah, one of the things it pointed out was these are false gods. These are false. These are false prophets. Mm-hmm. Who are sitting up there saying I said something that I specifically mm-hmm. told Come you in my word is wrong. Mm-hmm. To call wrong right mm-hmm. in the name of God, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself in a position of being a false prophet. Yeah. So you should never go out there, even you know, as pastors, as leaders. If if God says it's wrong, you have no authority mm. as a spiritual leader to sit up there and tell a people that something that's that God said is wrong is actually right. And don't sit up there and prophesy certain certain things that you hadn't heard from God. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've had a lot of false prophets show up oh, in yeah. these last days, you know, and all these people that saying this is going to happen and that's going to happen. Yep. Have the integrity of the word. Yeah. Have the fear of the Lord, the reverential respect of the Lord yeah. that says, you know what? I wouldn't dare say mm-hmm. a thing against my God. Come if on. my God says, let's, let's go right. I'm not going to say let's go left. Mm-hmm. And even in the days of Jeremiah, what they were doing is they were in essence, worshiping false gods, mm-hmm. and they were in essence just doing what their flesh wanted to do. That's right. That's and right. and then the the people who were in authority, the religious leaders, were saying, "Oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. okay." Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not okay. okay. So uh, the sign that we can talk about today, when it comes to Eli, mm-hmm. is that he did not pray and fast. He wow. had no spiritual revelation. And he had no spiritual aptitude because he did not pray and fast. Wow. He was fat, the Bible that is says, just, wow. and blind. Now, under the administration of Eli, the presence of God was no longer in the nation. Wow. So as the as the preachers go, so goes the nation. Yeah. You now know, people don't talk about that. So let's look at Rome. Mm. The reason that wow. you know Rome was the the closest empire to the United States, you know, there was the Babylonian Empire. There, you could look at Egypt and say that that was a bit of an empire, right? You know, you could look at um, uh, Alexander the Great and what a great empire he had built. 
And, you know, there were many empires, but every time a nation mm, uh, experienced moral decay, mm-hmm. it always was a signal that it was about to to fail. Mm. So even, wow. the, even the nation of Israel, every time Israel would get to a place of triumph and mm-hmm. victory, the thing that would take them out was moral decay. Mm-hmm. It always happened with sexual immorality or uh, deciding, making a, a conscious decision not to follow the ways and the word of God, it always led to their downfall. Yeah, it did. Every time. Every time. Every time. And you know what? Us as spiritual leaders, us as pastors, we have to lead this this nation on a moral incline rather than Absolutely. a moral decline. You know, we got to teach character. Now, let's look at First Samuel chapter uh, 7 uh, and verse 5 through 6. Let's look at that. And Samuel said, gather all Israel to Mizpah. And I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water, and poured it out before the Lord. Well, thank God they were obedient Mm -hmm. to the word. And they fasted that day and said, there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. Uh, So we're going to stop right there. So what happened is Samuel said, let's take a fast. And when they had this fast, then they began to repent. Right. Right. The the when they began to fast, they began to see yeah. their mm-hmm. faults. Mm-hmm. They didn't see it before, which mm-hmm. is so amazing. That's so good though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of times you walk in dark in darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, and I know that this is, you know, even going back to the coffee habit, you know. Anybody looking at me drinking coffee would say, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. It increases alertness, circulation. It's good for you in this respect. Hey, it's legal. Mm -hmm. But for for me to say yes to something that was obviously controlling my life, you know, what God didn't like in the garden Mm -hmm. was that instead of Eve coming to him, instead of Adam coming to him, for wisdom, they went to a tree. Mm-hmm. They allowed a tree to tell them what was good mm-hmm. and, and what, what was evil. evil. Mm-hmm. They allowed a tree to do what God was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so we have to recognize areas in our life where we're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. What What's controlling you? Yeah. What's telling you what to do? Mm-hmm. Not the voice of God. You know, today, I really think you should focus on repentance. And I'm talking about the whole church here. Those of you who are watching us, those of us ourselves, because we're in such a a moral decline and the church is being silent about it, that if we if we don't watch it, we're going to see, just like you said, the fall, the fall of this nation. Mm. Um, I I heard a story, not a story, it's actually this is real uh, uh, of what's happening over in California. California has passed a law. And they have literally said, let the state govern and parent the children. So children now can go and get an abortion. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Without telling their parents at the age of 12. They can have, uh, they can take puberty bo- wow. blockers. They can do all of these kind of things. And the and the so the state is giving children permission, permission to do to parent what the parents. Yes. Yes. Have a pose. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You said, well, that's over in California and we don't really care. Listen, I'm telling you, if a law is passed in California. If one state passes it. It can very well, it can very well trickle down to 
other states. Absolutely. So we have to repent of for this nation while we're fasting. Right. You know? And that's a that's an area we don't think of that as injustice. Mm-hmm. That's right. But that is an area of injustice mm-hmm. to call good evil and evil good. Mm-hmm. That is an area of injustice to take a parent's rights. Take the parent's rights. Yeah. Away from them. The the right of a parent to decide and make decisions for any child under 18. And listen, not not only that, but it's also, and I'm going to see if I can find an article because it's by um, um, Mike Brown who wrote mm-hmm. it. But it, it also said that the insurance, mm. the parent's insurance can pay, pay for it. can pay for it and not tell the parents about it. Wow. You can have these claims come up on your insurance and you don't know why they're there. And the, and the insurance, they're, they're under no obligation to tell. We're in a, we're in a state of, of needing repentance. We're in a state of needing uh, uh, to fast and to get before God and, and pray for our leadership. The Bible says that we should pray over our leadership. Why? So that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life. This is what Proverbs 24 and verse 24 says. A judge who says to the wicked, you are innocent, will be cursed by many people and denounced by by the nations. nations. But it will go well for those who convict the guilty. Mm. Rich blessings will be showered upon them. Mm -hmm. So God has a, a very clear idea of what happens to the wicked and Mm -hmm. if a person in authority a person who has the right to judge tells a person who's doing something Mm -hmm. wicked Wicked. that they are doing Mm -hmm. something right right, and that they are innocent Mm -hmm. they are more in the wrong and it says they will be cursed that means they'll have the power to fail by many people and denounced by many nations. Wow. You know, I hate to stop right now because we feel like we just got started. But I, I do want to say this, though. Uh, while you're fasting, because this is what happened to the nation of Israel, while they were fasting, the enemy attacked them. Wow. So the Philistines attacked Samuel while they were fasting. And if it seems that you have fasted and you still have not received your answer or your breakthrough, keep going. Yeah, don't stop. Don't stop because the enemy will come. You know, you're going to hear news like this and you're going to get all angry and get all upset. And that's what the enemy wants you to do instead of repenting, instead of uh, praying, instead of fasting and getting revelation and wisdom from God. Don't get mad. Right. Don't right. don't become immovable because of your anger. No. Let it drive you to your knees. Yeah, sometimes we need to see that the attacks that we're getting is a is a uh, evidence that a victory is coming yeah, our way. Yeah, come on now. This is evidence that the enemy is unsettled. That mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to do with your with your your victory with the goodness of God that's coming towards you. Yeah. So whenever you find yourself in a place and you're like, Lord, I'm doing everything right. What is this attack that's coming my way? Why is it as I do everything right, everything wrong comes Come my on, way? Preach. You need to start rejoicing. Yeah. Because the enemy is not happy with the victory and the blessing that God is bringing to you. And, you know, I've heard, uh, and we're going to stop, but I heard story after story. Like right now, people are saying the, the attack is coming my way. Wow. There's an attack coming my way. Uh, refrigerators are breaking down. You know, 
uh, people's cars stop working. All kind of stuff is happening. And I'm telling you, you're on the brink of your breakthrough. Ooh, yeah. You're on the brink of your victory. Don't stop just because yes. you're being attacked. I love that song. Keep going. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Amen. Because the battle of what belongs to, to you, you, Lord. Lord. That's right. That's right. So we love you. God bless you. Let us speak a word over you today. The, the Lord, Lord bless, bless you and keep you. you. The, the Lord, Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. We declare shalom and blessings over your life. And we declare that Jesus is Lord and he's upholding all things by the word of his power. Be blessed. We love you. And we will see you next time. Have an awesome day. See you tonight. Tonight is Rainbow Cafe. We're going to be online and we're going to be in house. 630 Fellowship, 645 Confessions, 7 o'clock Word. We'll see you there. Amen. Amen.